Good afternoon and welcome to NFTs Live. I'm your host, Tyler D. It is Friday, March 25th. Spring is finally here. Temps are up. The crypto markets are up. NFTs are looking up. Things are good in the NFT markets right now. I'm feeling bullish. It's been another hell of a week in the markets. I'm going to break it all down today with Brett Ritchie. Brett, how are you doing? Doing well. Doing good. How are you doing, Tyler? I'm good. Let's talk about what's on the docket for today. It's a big and special episode. So we're going to start with top news. We're going to look at the market macro picture. Take a look at March and the seven-day movers. We're going to talk about Frosties and their rug pool and the Department of Justice getting involved. ApeCoin Dow and some drama with their recent staking proposal. Then we'll do the weekly market movers. Take a look at the Flips Finance Board and also talk about a few of the recent mints from this week. Then we'll get into the art world and one of ones. We're going to highlight X copy and his Max Payne open edition stealing the headlines. We're going to check in on the PFP and art blocks floors. And then we're going to end our standard segments by hitting a few upcoming drops, World of Women Galaxy and Anata. Then we're going to pause, take an intermission and come back with an interview with the Block Gems team and talk about how they're using social metrics to predict floor price. Really excited for that part. A lot to yeah. break down. Let's get into it. All right. Top story of the day. I'm going to fire up the screen share. Let's just take a look at the macro and some incoming bullish vibes here in uh, the NFT market. So let's start taking a look at the monthly view. So March got off to just a putrid start, but it's starting to rebound. We're at $1.89 billion in revenue total. Um, so it's definitely not going to pass February at this point. It's, it's only about 50% of the volume. But I think it's got a shot to, with seven days left, six days left here to potentially match December if we can heat up a bit this weekend. So somewhere around 2.4, 2.5 billion sounds right. I'm optimistic looking at these daily candles though here on the chart in the top right. So as folks who follow the show, follow these charts know and are well aware from the beginning of February through mid-March, it was down only, just a straight trend line down to about the $50 million daily candles. With the ApeCoin launch last week, we saw a huge liquidity influx across the weekend. We peaked at $132 million uh, last Thursday ahead of that ApeCoin drop. We had three days above $100 million. Then it started drying up a little bit. And people wondered if the liquidity event was already over. But then we caught a nice rebound yesterday, coming in at around 98.7 million. And today's looking okay as well. Uh, so, Brett, just kind of check in with you. Are you feeling more bullish than last week, equally or less bullish on the markets? Yeah, I, I would say more bullish. I think ApeCoin obviously helped a lot um, st stimulate the market. But as we'll get into with the X copy drop, I constantly, or, you know, frequently get reminded how much money is just waiting on the sidelines to fire into nfts like visa bought a punk last year remember there were like 200 punk sales that day or something i was like i can't believe all these people are just sitting on a quarter million waiting for a catalyst to fire into this there's so much money in the crypto space nfts are like a tiny category they're not even the entire market cap of nfts it would be maybe a cardano or something i'm not even sure if it's that high like it, it's like one project so then you have the you know the regular world too because NFTs do pull more normies in uh, that that sometimes bypass the crypto route and just NFTs are their first exposure. So um, 
you know, there's there's a lot of uh, money on the sidelines waiting for stuff. Obviously, supply is increasing as more projects launch. But yeah, I, I do feel um, somewhat bullish, I would say. Yeah, definitely agree with all your points. It's just so clear the money is just sitting on the sidelines. We, we saw a peak of that with some of the Azuki run this week, and we'll talk yeah. about that a bit later on the show. And also, there really hasn't been that many high-profile new projects or drops in the last few weeks. So most of the money, if it's moving, it's just moving on the existing projects. But if we get a few new big name or big hyped entrants, we could definitely see this take off. Um, so good to see the bullish optimism is rising here with with Brett and I. Let's get to our next story. The first rug pull to be officially charged by Department of Justice. This was a huge headline yesterday uh, as the alleged creators of the Frosties NFT project, a well-known rug pull were charged with wire fraud and money laundering. So this, this story broke yesterday. You see here a, a quick preview of what those Frosties images look like. Not too different than, you know, dozens of the products that we've seen come out here uh, in the last eight to nine months. Um, so the article breaks the everything down at a, at a high level. So the two founders are actually 20 year olds. I think they're out of LA. Um, they launched Frosties. It was 8,888 supply. They've made about 1.1 million in ETH in the, the project sellout. And then uh, the product had promises of the roadmap, everything they're going to deliver, and then they almost immediately post uh, primary sales shut everything down. Uh, essentially, put notes in the Discord and then just stopped delivering any any value to the project. And it turns out a few of the owners complained, and their complaints got all the way to the Department of Justice, who then came in with those two charges here yesterday. Um, another piece of this, which is interesting, as they were arrested in Los Angeles yesterday, the, they pointed out that these two founders were also planning a second project called Embers, which was going to launch around this weekend, actually. So very timely arrest here from the, the DOJ, you know, really potentially pr protecting several NFT buyers from this weekend from another rug pool. Um, and they're facing a maximum sentence of 20 years I'm going to show this thread from X lawyer NFT. He breaks down the, the entire uh, notice from the DOJ. I'm not going to go through all of it, but I was personally confused a little bit on how they could be charged with money laundering, but he goes into the, the details. And essentially what happened is the founders were using one, they're using VPNs to hide uh, you know, where they're located through parts of the transactions and the sins that they were doing. And then they also used tornado cash. So they moved the funds through tornado. And essentially that is what they're being charged with uh, for the money laundering charge there. So really interesting. A few questions for you. Do you think we're going to see more action from the department of justice and should founders be worried? Yeah, this, this is actually shockingly fast, right? This was January and it's March. I feel a lot of times you don't hear about, about these charges till years later. Um, again, the NFTs are getting a lot of uh, publicity. There have been a lot of just straight up egregious rug pools, right? Where the founders just stole money, you know, uh, promised lies and then stole money. So yeah, I would say I expect to see more of this. Should Cole Ethereum be worried? I would be a little worried if I were him, right? I mean, he... I didn't follow Pudgy Penguins exactly, but I know they promised a lot. And when they did the little Pudgies drop, there were promises about what the funds were going to go toward. And then they just took it and said, we're not doing the project anymore. 
um, kind of sounds similar to this, these guys where they promised the moon with the metaverse and then they just took the money. I'm not sure how much different that is. I'm with you. They better be working on some type of delivery plan for those funds from he left the, the he quit they, they took the money and, and he left the project someone <laughs> else uh they sold it right didn't they 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 basically rugged three times yeah so i'm sure they're looking over their shoulders a bit right now and you know another really the, the critical aspect of this was the utility so had they just if these founders had just minted this as a collectible and walked away they'd yeah. be fine but they, they delivered they promised, the art but they made all these other promises <laughs> Which also then leads to the securities discussion. We won't go into full detail, but if the if the mentors or investors here file complaints because they're expecting value, does that then make this a security project? Which then brings the SEC into the picture. Um, so wow. this is definitely a, a, a messy situation, but I think we'll see a lot less promises about utility and roadmaps from some of these founders here going forward. All right, let's move into our third story here. So this is the ApeCoin DAO. So ApeCoin launched last Friday. There's already thousands of members signed up for the DAO tied to the ApeCoin. All you need is the Ape, you just need to hold ApeCoin to join. And there's already a major vote uh, out to the DAO members and a lot of, you know, not necessarily drama, but a lot of debate going on about whether this these series of proposals from Animoca should be passing or not. I'm showing a thread from RDM41, uh, which lays out his issues with ApeCoin and, and the DAO early on. I thought it was pretty well articulated, so I'll just share briefly. Um, <clears throat> so a few things that he was upset about is he wasn't able to submit a proposal on the Snapshot website. It seems like it was just like the founding board or some of the members behind the scenes who were able to submit proposals early on. Um, he has a specific issue with the length of time for staking. They said it would take 16 to 20 weeks to implement a staking function, you know, regardless of the specific APRs and the mechanics behind that. Uh, his issue there is it feels like it's going to take a little bit too long with how quickly other projects have been able to implement that feature. Um, issue four, no ability to create discussions. And then issue five, why are they launching five major proposals? all at one time. And it did feel like, you know, there was a lot to vote on here right out of the gate, just days in to a brand new DAO that we didn't really have a whole lot of advanced notice to start planning for. So certainly understand his points and where he's coming from. The major issue at play here is the proposal for AIP4. It's called the staking process. I'm gonna pull it up on the screen here. Uh, but this proposal lays out the full detail for how uh, the staking process will work. As this is laid out, there's essentially four pools. There's a pool that you can qualify for simply by holding ApeCoin and you can generate staking APR returns. Then there's ones for each of the NFTs. So if you, there's essentially gate-kept pools. If you own a BAYC, you get into pool one, mutants, pool two, et cetera. Um, and then based on the number of NFTs, the coins in there will, will generate uh, what the returns are. Um, but basically a lot of the complaints, not enough details, this was rushed. And so there's been a lot of folks vocally calling for this to, to be voted down. But if we see the current results, it's 57% for, 42% uh, against here. I, <clears throat> I think a part of two things happened. People saw staking and just instantly voted yes, didn't think about it. And then we see the votes 
Machi Big Brother just recently voted in favor of this with his 1.7 million ape coins. So that was a huge, huge swing. Um, I guess, Brett, what's your reaction to kind of everything going on with ApeCoin DAO, uh, with the vote and everything else? I mean, I agree with Ryan there, his thread for the most part. Um, I think everybody, at least uh, I expected like a really watered down coin because of the legality of a U.S. company that's already super successful. Why would you add in risk by doing like a true Web3, like what the users want, right? They want essentially the company to break the law, right? Users do. I'm not saying like in this scenario, um, but as a result of the watered down coin, you, you kind of get this watered down DAO also, um, which I don't even think is necessarily a bad thing, right? Like I, I'm kind of bearish on like a full on like communist DAO. The Yuga founders, you know, have steered this ship in a pretty good direction. If I were in um, the project, I would kind of be happy letting those guys still still sort of steer the ship um but yeah i don't know i mean you'll see people fractured i guess some people want like the full-on dow um yeah i don't have a whole lot to say no no i i'm with you and i totally agree like you don't just want to hand decisions like this just fully over to the community you need someone steering the ship i think the challenge here is that the the first proposal submitted from like the steering committee for lack of a better term wasn't that good it felt yeah. rushed. It, it wasn't detailed enough. It didn't, they've had to do multiple like clarification spaces, which that's a problem. Like if, you to, if the proposal isn't clear enough to lay out the mechanics, how can anyone vote on it? Um, and they're already talking about having to amend it. So not great. Um, there's already that's the been thing though. They million. just, they raised equity too, right? They raised a f 500 million or whatever. Um, and I think that they're, you know, they, they kept a lot of the coin, which I think is fine, right? They're now incentivized to, to care about the coin, but overall, you know, community might be number two to Yuga and their investors, like in the order of priority. Yeah. So that, that might just be the, the start of some of these other DAO like options that are going to come through the pipeline. I will say it hasn't had too much of an impact on the coin price just yet. Uh, you know, we saw a week ago last Friday, the coin peaked at about $15 and then slowly went down. It went sub 10 a few times um, there on Sunday and Monday. And then it's been marching back up. Uh, it's been kind of chopping in the 13 to $14 range here, uh, which would make the fully diluted around 13, 14 billion circulating market cap around 2 billion or so. Um, so we'll certainly see how these Dow votes and decisions impact the coin price ahead of, you know, the potential Yuga land sale in April. All right, let's move into our market movers. We're going to take a look at the seven day board from our friends over at Flips Finance. Um, so starting at the top, not a huge surprise, BAYC, MAYC up top, they combined for 34,000 ETH in the last seven days. Um, their floors are sitting at 103.23. We talked about this a little last week. We were both surprised that the floors have held up this well and they continue to hold up um, with mutants being the, the biggest winner on the week up almost 30% here on the seven day. So certainly, um, big week for them. The dogs also holding in at right around 984. They're up 30% too. But I think the real headline of this week, at least for me, is Azuki's. So Azuki's came storming back, commanded 11,000 ETH, up 35%. They hit a new all-time high. They're sitting around the 17 ETH floor right now. Uh, we'll quickly show their OpenSea page. You can see the, 
the overall volume and the floor price. <clears throat> I think a lot of the questions and a lot of the market sentiment in NFT Twitter is why does Suzuki, you know, command a 17.84 price right now? You know, what have they delivered? Um, and not directly answering that question, but why is the why is the 417 right now? It's on hype, and it's all leading up to this Azuki Garden Party uh, that's going on during NFT LA next week. So on the 30th, there's an Azuki Party. Azuki NFT holders can get in plus one. Uh, the founder Zagabond is set to make an announcement. There is a lot of speculation on what that announcement is. So there's been a cryptic tweet from their Twitter uh, with just three red beans. Uh, so people are already talking, is that uh, a potential bean coin? Is it a new NFT drop? My gut is it's likely uh, a new NFT, either a companion or there's talk of um, essentially a darker evil version of the Azuki. So who they're potentially battling against as uh, a new drop. So to me, that's what's really been commanding and, and driving the floor price. But curious for your take here, uh, is this warranted? Are people setting themselves up to get burned? Or, or Zuki's the real deal? I mean, I think there's a lot of speculation, but there's a decent chance also some people do have some inside information here as to what's coming. Um, for me, I never, something, it was sitting at nine and it jumped to 17 in a week. Mm-hmm. I don't buy, I don't, I don't hop on after that, no matter what. That's just kind of a rule I have. Other people, you could do well kind of trading, you know, riding this momentum and hopping on once you see, the establishment of like okay like this there's all these other buys coming in uh so i'm not saying it's necessarily a bad thing it's just not for me uh so i'm curious like i'm kind of following this project but i've i've kind of felt priced out of this project almost from the start uh i passed it like three eth or whatever pre-reveal and then it's just been running ever since and and i uh i don't know i i haven't paid it a ton of attention but i don't quite get it either uh the prices on this set yeah, it's tough. There's really never been an attractive entry point um, like BAYC. There's not going to be a thousand X return on Azuki's, unfortunately, just because there was never really a good chance to get in below three or four. even the three to four ETH was just a few days. It almost immediately got to that nine, 10 ETH. I think there's a lot of risk. If this announcement falls flat, then the four is going to drop probably right back to 10, would be my prediction. But with that being said, uh, I'm an Azuki bull. It's my PFP. So I'm hoping for a big announcement next week. Let's, yeah. uh, let's move on. It's a fun on for- sweat. It's a fun yeah, sweat definitely. to have. <laughs> for sure. Uh, and a lot of people think it's got potential to be the next or the second in command behind board apes. I think the other two products in conversation for that right now are clone X up 15% this week, holding a 15 ETH floor for a 20,000 supply. That's a very strong floor. Um, and then doodles, uh, Doodles moved up this morning on a big pranksy sweep. They're still holding around a 14 ETH floor. Um, and then World of Women commanding a 13 ETH floor up 45% on the week. So there was the leaked Yuga trailer video last weekend that, that uh, for the other side, it included several different NFT PFPs. Uh, it had a World of Women, Cool Cats, the Cryptodes, Nouns, uh, Meebits and Punks were in there as well and a lot of those products which had been previously tied to yuga uh ran over the weekend a bit before coming back down um but world of women has essentially held and they've got a big drop coming next weekend which we'll break down here uh later in the show other than that a few other big winners cool cats marching up 30 percent 9.3 cryptos one of their better weeks up 22 percent holding a 3.6 ETH floor they can't quite get past that four ETH mark if they do 
watch out. It could be uh, a quick up only for them. And then NFT Worlds, another huge winner, up 48% on the week, back to a 13 E4. Uh, to me, kind of off the whole metaverse trend, we've got Yuga Land coming sometime in April. People want <clears throat> to get into you know that sector ahead of time. NFT World seems like uh, the best play. So those are the big name products. It's also a, a pretty decent week for some new mints. Again, nothing really super high profile, um, but a few products came out. Vaptiverse was one. Uh, we're showing the page. It traded 3,400 ETH on the secondary in just a few days here. Stop putting another letter in front of Ape for your <laughs> NFT projects. We had Bape, we had Dape, we had uh, Hape in, in the Bape-toverse. No. I'm waiting for a ape. Uh, yeah. I think we'll, we'll go through the whole alphabet at some point. I mean, as long as people keep buying it, the, the floor is one on this thing. I've We're never really heard of this project. All I see is what's in front of me on the screen, and I will short this thing all day. Yeah, I, I'm probably feeling the same. Um, so maybe consider selling this on the reveal. Uh, another product, 10KTF from Gucci Grail. So this isn't uh, necessarily a brand new drop. They had a new release this week. It's holding a 184, over 1,400 ETH traded on the secondary. Essentially what this product is, is it takes existing uh, high-profile PFPs and then essentially it glams them up with Gucci digital clothes. And for some reason, the market likes this. I, I don't fully understand this product and why people are buying it. They just seem like pure collectibles to me. Um, but clearly there's some demand to be holding a, a 184 here. And then See, another I kind of I kind of get the Gucci one. Yeah, tell me your um, side. Tell me your case. So um, if you're like, uh, a lot of the PFP, right, is, is a flex, right? A virtual flex. So if you can actually, um, right, this is like the real Gucci company, which is this uh, elite fashion brand. Um, you can have like a Gucci iced out PFP. Um, I, I kind of understand the appeal for some people. That's not really my um, lane. You know, I don't, I don't think I've ever even been in a Gucci store. But uh, I can I can see the appeal like it adds to yeah. the virtual flex of a PFP. Now said that way, that makes sense to me. Um, so well, kudos to to 10 KTF for unlocking that market. And then quickly take us through Juicebox friends. Give us the, the 60 second update on this project, Brett. I know you've been watching. Yeah, so it. so I really like this project. Uh, I've been in a bunch, bought some secondary. Then it, then it ran up, so I sold I sold some to kind of get my cost basis back, which I then ended up putting back in. Um, it, it, it's a it minute out in three minutes. There's a ton of volume early. It's it's sort of stalled out. It's come back down. I really like um, the artist and like the influencers, her friends basically that are involved in this are all, in my opinion, um, like good vibes, right? They don't have a history of like scamming people or like dumping on people. And they released this sort of secret roadmap. It was no roadmap initially uh, of like a month of giveaways. And then it self-destructs on, on April 20th. So I think this is a cool project. Um, I'm, um, it's come back down. It, it was over 0.1. It was 0.14 maybe at the peak. Um, mm -hmm. but I've, I've, I've still been buying some of these. Uh, I'm kind of curious to see how this works. I've seen this price movement a lot and sometimes they recover. Sometimes it just never does, but like my initial thesis is still intact. I really like the people involved in this project and, uh, they're just kind of cool. So I, I'm, uh, I'm along for the ride and, you know, however it goes, let the ball roll. Yeah, definitely check these out. They're, they're definitely in that danger zone uh, at 0.04, but luckily gas has been low enough that at least that's not 
too big of a factor. Right They're now. giving away a bunch of stuff. She's giving away a lot of the mint back to the community oh, um, nice. through this roadmap. So check it out if you're interested. Definitely. Let's move to one ones So the headline yesterday, X copy, just shut NFT Twitter down at 6.30 p.m. Eastern yesterday. He did an open edition on Nifty Gateway. The piece is called Max Payne. You see the, the, his standard glitch art here. It was an open edition, meaning unlimited mints were possible in a 10-minute window, 6.30 to 6.40 p.m. last night at a one $3,100 price on Nifty Gateway. Projections earlier were between 3,000 and 5,000 to be minted. Blew them out of the water. 7,394 of these minted. Um, raising X copy, 7,394 ETH, right around $23 million. So a $23 million payday for X copy yesterday. Um, so just kind of shocked everyone. Market sentiment seems to be pretty universally positive on this. What was your reaction, Brett? I avoided it. I knew there was going to be a million of these minted. I think it's fine long-term, right? He does these burns. Like he's pretty good at controlling the supply to some extent. I like the fact, you know, that there was all this money sitting on the sidelines and, and you can use your credit card too. So it's not even necessarily all coming out of like other NFT projects, right? So this could bring some more normies on to use their card. So, you know, yeah. good luck or, you know, whoever's in, but it's not for me. I actually see a case where... The Typically, the larger supply additions do poorly. I actually think the huge supply in this could be beneficial just because so many people are involved. It got so many people potentially onboarded to Xcopy and digital art. I could see that actually going in favor. Um, but is this thing going to three or four X in the next month? You know, probably not. Um, other one-on-one news. So Alpha Centauri Kid hinting at his new PFP. He released a, a teaser on Twitter. That product's going to be dope. Definitely waiting that. Uh, new Yoga Girl set a new all-time high. And then Drifter Shoots added four new pieces to his Where My Bands Go collection. Um, so we'll look to share some of those links in the show notes. Um, we're going to skip floors. And then with two minutes to go, want to cover a few upcoming drops. So the highest profile drop of this weekend is World of Women Galaxy. They're expanding their collection. They're opening a new project. It's called World of Women Galaxy. 20. 22,222 supply. Um, it's going to be a three-part drop. So Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern, the current NFT holders are able to do a free mint, one per NFT. So that'll be 10,000 supply free mints. Then a public sale Dutch auction starting at 4 p.m. Eastern. We're expecting, the start price has not been announced for that Dutch. A screenshot I saw said 2.5 ETH. So that's where I'm anchored right now. I wouldn't be surprised if it starts higher at three, but I'm, I will be surprised if it starts lower. Um, and then there's an allow, that's for 10,000 NFTs. And then there's an allow list for an additional 22.22 after the Dutch at 0.3 ETH. Um, so Brett, are you a buyer? What's your target price for this one? Uh, I'm not even, I don't even think I'm going to pay attention. Um, if the allow list goes to 0.3, you know, it's going to be now probably above one ETH for it's, I don't know uh yeah i don't i'm not too interested in this project it's a big supply there's gonna be a lot of nfts with a zero or very low cost basis um but again there's so much money on the sidelines this is a huge name project people yeah. are priced out i don't mind big supply right I've, yeah. I've come around on that i think there's enough interest out there to, to handle a big supply i more care about the unit price with the big supply so like the gutter cat those were mm -hmm. point one, right to me that was a no-brainer mint if this allow list ends at point three it's probably gonna be at least 0.5, maybe over an ETH, 
that's just less interesting to me. I'm with you. I don't like this above one ETH at all. But if it gets in that point three to point five ETH range, yeah, I'm, I'm in there for sure. Yeah, I'll be if it gets close to the allow list price. I'm interested. I just feel it won't. Yeah, you're probably right. There's going to be a lot of demand for this. Uh, but that is going to be the high profile drop of this weekend. I'm actually thinking this could spark uh, a decent run in the markets this weekend. And then a product that's been delayed. I'm not sure exactly when they're going to drop sometime in the next week. It's called Anata. Uh, the idea is virtual identity. Um, so this project creates an animated PFP that aligns to your actual self. So you can use it uh, on Zoom calls and then it'll act as your avatar. You can modulate your voice. It'll mimic your, your hand movements, your mouth movements, all of that. So it's kind of like the, the next evolution of the PFP, a, a live action anime style uh, PFP. Um, so they're, they're running an interesting auction style where everyone submits their bids. The top 1900 get accepted at the bare minimum price that meets the threshold. So if you bid 10 ETH, the 1900 person bids one ETH, everyone pays one ETH. Um, so I think this will be a highly anticipated one once we get a launch date confirmed for this. But so yeah. pay attention to that. All right, folks, that is the first half of our show. We are going to take a quick intermission here and then come back with an interview with the blockchain, the blockchains team. So stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few minutes.